Coming up on Inside the NRL. It's a Raiders-Roosters grand final, but who will win the NRL Telstra Premiership trophy? Plus, will an injured Luke Keery line up on Sunday? We speak to the Roosters 5-8 to find out. And could it be a fairy tale finish for the Raiders? We head to the country's capital to speak with one of their playmakers. Well, after 25 rounds of rugby league and three weeks of finals footy, the time is here and it feels a little bit like Christmas, gents. Sunday, grand final, Raiders-Roosters. Are you both as pumped as I am? Long week. <laughs> oh, long week. Well, I just don't want to give away too much in terms. We're going to be previewing it. Everyone's going to have their opinion. So I'm going to save my tip for the Friday show, I think. I feel like you've told us for the last sort of month that you mm. want the Raiders, I mean, the Roosters to win, but are you going to... Yeah, but I think analysing and breaking the game down is going to be done so much that we want yeah. to wait and see how the week unfolds. Obviously, some big news coming out of the Roosters. Yeah. yeah. We well, called the competition over a month ago, so it doesn't really matter. This is true. This is true. Um, we do have reports in this afternoon that Luke Keery wasn't training at the Roosters training session this afternoon, but we will get to that in just a moment. It is time to talk about the Sydney Roosters. They are the team that everybody's tipping to go back-to-back -back for the first time since the Broncos in 92. Is this the possibility for them to do so? Oh, massive chance for them. I think if they don't win, it's going to be... yeah. Look... look it's not a failure because they've done unbelievably well over the last two years, but they're expected to win. If they don't win, they've choked in this on the, at the final stage. So uh, Canberra, nothing to lose. They'll go out there and play an attacking brand of football and give it to the Roosters. But the thing that they would love the most is the fact that they built at each other. The Roosters in Melbourne last week, it was a physical, physical game. So how much is left in the tank? Uh, hopefully, And the Raiders didn't go through that, really. Was that the grand final on Saturday night? Oh, it, look, they had to, that was the grand final. Yes, it was the grand final. I, I don't think the Raiders can. I'd love to see the Raiders win. I don't think they can. But the Roosters, though, I think the gap now is a little bit shorter because of the fact the Roosters are, are pretty busted after that game. Yeah, OK. It was this time last year. We did see the Roosters, of course, take down the Melbourne Storm in the grand final. And the whole week leading into the grand final, it was about Cooper Cronk and will he or won't he play. It'll be his last NRL game on Sunday. But this week leading in, Luke Keery, there's reports about his ankle injury and whether or not he will play. Is it all... I know it's been, what is it, ducks and drakes all week. I'm sick of hearing that word. But mind games, in other words. Nah. He'll play. Yeah, he'll, he'll play. I said last year that Cooper Cronk will play. And I think um, coming in, everyone's busted this time of year. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone that's played. But in terms of Luke Keery, he was hobbled on Saturday night and they'd be just taking every precaution. I don't think it's a big deal that he's not training. They're not going to learn anything new this week. It's not going to be too physical. Uh, they're still inside that 48-hour recovery period. So I think they'd be just giving him every chance just to be able to rest that, try and get the swelling down and then come into the back end of the week and uh, bounce into the game. Huge, uh, huge play to be at, if so. But he did catch up with Zach Bailey a little earlier at the media session. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, I'm with one of the most talked about roosters at the moment. They're 5'8", Luke Keery. Uh, how's the foot, the ankle? What, what is the issue? Nah, it's good. Um, obviously, I was just a bit restricted last week. I was never really in any doubt or anything like that. But um, I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. So all the talk on social media across the weekend that there's going to be all this speculation about your health this week, that you're going to put it to bed right now? Yeah, nah. I'll, I'll, I think I'll nearly do a full week of training. Uh, I came through the game really good, better than we expected. So, 
Everything's sweet. I expected you to walk out here with a moon boot and crutches just to add to the theatre of grand final week. Not Cooper Cronk. <laughs> Speaking of Cooper, it is his last game. He said on the weekend he doesn't want any of the lead-up talk to be about him. But there's got to be in the back of your minds that you want to send him out with a grand final win in his final game. Yeah, we um, we obviously we all understand the situation. We know what he's what he means to our club and um, what he's done for myself personally too. So we'll do our best for him. Personally, how happy are you that there is no circus around his fitness this week? Because it all it all went on on your shoulders last year, and in a team meeting, you stood up and go, "Well, regardless of whether he's there or not, I'm running the show." Yeah, it was a bit of a funny year, but it finally it took the pressure away from everyone a little bit. But um, better to have a, I think, a bit of a smoother preparation, no injuries and stuff like that. But yeah, we got, we know we got a lot of work to do this week, and um, we got to perform on Sunday. How does your role change? this grand final given that last year you had to be the lead playmaker because Cooper was injured. Yeah it's obviously it's a totally different situation so I just have to play my own role. Um, he makes you feel comfortable when he's out there with you. Coops will lead the boys around, get most of the kicking done and I kind of just get to cruise around and do what I want. Just cruise around the grand final day? Trouble. <laughs> what about that? You grabbed some of Felice's hair? What was that about? Yeah it was an accident. Obviously I, I actually feel bad about it and uh, had a little bit of a shot at him after but yeah, I didn't mean to grab the hair. I kind of, I, I went. To, I think I went to grab him and just got caught up in the long, the long hair. A bit of a brutal game on the weekend. So you've come through it okay. What about uh, co-captain Jake Friend? Do you expect to see him playing on Sunday? Yeah, I think he was really close last week. He's obviously got the calf issue. He'll do. He'll do everything he can. But um, yeah, I'm not sure where he's at or, or what, if he'll be okay. Yeah, which gets us on to our next talking point: whether or not you do put in Friendy or you let Sam Verrill stay there. I think Sam Verrill has to start. I don't think you could risk you know, Jake Friend coming into a grand final having played for, what, it's been at least two months now since Jake Friend's played. So I, I think you've got to... You owe, owe it to Jake Friend as a mark of respect that he's probably in the 17 if he's fit, but you can't start him. The way Jake, Sam, Fer Sam Verrill's has been going, he's earned the right to start. Yeah, definitely. I think that they're, they're one of the rare teams, the Roosters, have the luxury of carrying an outside back in Orbison who can play mm. anywhere in your side. The, the Raiders don't have that. So oh, I think Verrills will play. I'm, I don't, I'm not 100% sure that Jake Friend will play at all. I think that uh, they'll go with the same 17. Uh, they make one change. Lindsay Collins will go out and Jared Warrior Hargraves will come into the side. I think yeah. it'll be the same 17 from is last it, week. Is it disrespectful, Jamie, if they don't pick him in his No, I, look, it's, it's one of those situations, isn't it? I mean, he's been out for two months now. He was close last week. Uh, does he come back in and then all of a sudden Verrills misses out? I don't think they'll carry him on the bench. They'll either he'll play uh, and he'll, he'll play the full length or he'll won't, he won't play at all. You touched on Jared, huge in for them to have him back. Huge in. They, they were fantastic, the Roosters forward back. To be able to hold their own against a Sofa Solomon, a Bromwich, you know, the edges that they had, that's, a, that's an all-star pack that Melbourne have. And mm. the Roosters uh, got the job done. Boyd Corden, a fantastic. So uh, the, the head of the snake comes back this week for the big one. Yeah, cannot wait. Well, it's, that's enough for the Sydney Roosters. It's now time to talk about the Canberra Raiders. But it is only fitting to talk about the Raiders with the start of a Viking clap. The Viking clap, it's so good, it does not get old. It's one of my favourite things to watch. But as for the Canberra Raiders, gents, they really are the fairy tale story. Well, they are, Katie. They're obviously, not many people expect them to be here, including yourself. When we spoke to Jared, Co Jared Croker a few weeks ago, <laughs> you remind him how, how long <laughs> they were. Here's what he had to say a couple of weeks ago. 
Well, Jared, thank you so much and good luck on Saturday evening, 5.30, Amy Park. I'm sure you'll need all the luck you can get, but I'm sure you guys will put on a fantastic performance. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> How brutal am I? That was Poor Jared. very rude. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Jared Croker. <laughs> We do wish you the you best. But, uh, public, public apology to the Canberra Raiders. I love you guys and I'm sure you'll do fantastic things against Melbourne. Just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. You're supposed to be the face of the game. I hope, oh. you, treat, I hope you treat Aiden with more respect. Yeah, I hope they're captain. Yeah, yeah well, luckily I've got a chance to redeem myself. We are joined by Raiders uh, star playmaker Aiden Caesar. Please don't judge me on that. Um, <laughs> I dug myself into a bit of a hole, but thanks for coming on Inside the NRL. <laughs> no worries, guys. Good afternoon. How has everything been this week? I mean, coming off that great win against South Sydney, um, there was great scenes with 26,500 people out there at GIO Stadium. It's a pretty big one for you, Aiden. Yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. Obviously, um, you know, a huge occasion for the club. Probably hasn't been in a position um, like this you know, for a long time. And it's been spoken about a lot. Um, you know, I think it was good to, you know, not play our best but still get the win and obviously, you know, grant ourselves the opportunity this week to um, come up with the Roosters team in the grand final. Aiden, last week when uh, Charms was sent to the Sydney, what was going through your head, mate? Because at that point, I imagine you're probably thinking, oh, no, here we go. This is going to end horribly for, for your club. And you, yeah. you hung in there and you got the result. Yeah, mate, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's easy to... I guess drawing the negatives, obviously not getting getting sent off. Um, I'll see him with with probably 11 minutes to go. Um, you know, it's not the most you know desirable you know situation to be in. But you know, I think we've we've um, we've trained in those situations before. We've probably been you know in that in that um, situation in, in previous games. You know, the Melbourne game um, comes to mind in the regular season. So um, it's not something we're foreign to. You know, we've been in that you know I guess um, you know situation a, a lot of times before and. Um, I guess it's a testament to our, our defence and, and the resolve of the group to obviously turn you know, south away. I thought we played pretty well um, you know, to obviously get the result and you know, to give ourselves the opportunity this week. Aidan, I've been uh, pretty critical of yourself the last couple of years. <laughs> and, well, and I want to explain. Yeah, you yeah. Know, when, when this year, when uh, the Raiders are making a run, the question was about the seven. They signed George Williams. How have you been yeah. able to stay mentally strong with so many people, not only doubting the Raiders, but doubting yourself whether you can get the job done for the Canberra Raiders? Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's football, isn't it, Sally? I think, you know, you, you can probably speak from experience. You know, you've been in that you know, position before and... And, um, you know, obviously holding the halfback role in, in a team that's going pretty good, you know, you're always going to come under, under a bit of scrutiny. So for myself, it's, it's easy, you know, and, and what happens, you know, beyond this year is, is going to happen regardless of, of, of what I do on the field. So, um, you know, I, I'm just putting, you know, each game at a time and, and you know, we, we, I'll give myself a good opportunity to run that alongside the boys this Sunday and, and um, you know, what everyone probably dreams about as a kid to play in the grand final. So, uh, mate, it's pretty simple for me. Just play footy, keep my head down and... Not really worry about what people say, you know. I, I'm well aware of, of where I've been the last few years, and there's been a lot of factors to go into that. So, uh, for myself to, I guess, um, you know, to get a grand final berth and, and, and be a part of it, you know, be, be something I'm, I'm really looking forward to and something I'm, I'm relishing. Was there a game this year going through all of that? You chop and change with Sam Williams, you're in reserve grade. Was there a game this year that you felt comfortable that you were going to be there for the rest of the year? Oh, mate, I, I just think probably. I think all of it gave me a bit of clarity, to be honest. You know, all the stuff going on. They obviously signed George, you know, you know, a, a while ago now, and and I think it just presented with a bit of clarity. You know, I know where I stood, and and um, you know, all I have to focus on is my football. And, and as I said, you know, I was 
I've said it numerous times before that I've had a pretty good run in the NRL. I've always had a you know, pretty comfortable position in any team I'm playing. And um, that's something I'm fortunate about. And, and this is just my time to go through a bit of a challenge. And, and that's one thing I, I thought maybe brought the best out of me. And um, I was disappointed with my performance in the weekend. But um, before that, and you know, I've obviously been happy with my form um, probably throughout the year. And the bloke next to me had his fair share of knockers throughout his time, you know, it, when he was playing <laughs> rugby league. Like, in, all, in a serious note, though, does that motivate you when people doubt your ability? And I know it did for Jamie for so long, and obviously had that 2010 premiership win that he'll, you know, live with him forever. For you, does that does that motivate you knowing that people are writing you off? Oh, not really, mate. You know, I think, you know, what motivates is, is yourself and your family and your blokes you play alongside. You know. People are always going to say have their opinion of it. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the greatest of all time in Floyd Mayweather. People are always going to always mock you and, and say things you know that, that aren't so positive about you. So it's, it's out of my control. You know, all I can do is, is play well for my teammates in my field and you know, and put my head on the pillow at night and know I perform well. So um, all, all the outside noise doesn't really matter because at the end of the game, it's the game of football. And, and you know, if you perform well, you know, if you've done your job for your teammates, and that, that's all that really matters. And I think, you know, Sowie, Sowie knows he's obviously he's got a role to play and a job to do there, and he's been pretty critical of me. But, you know, hopefully we can catch up for a beer and make up, and, and Nick can just air all these problems, you know. No, I'm <laughs> I have no problems with you, mate. I think, uh, I think yeah. what you've been able to go through this year has been fantastic. Uh, talk yeah. to me about last week. Prelims are the hardest games to win going into a grand yeah. final. What did you learn about yourself last week? You said you were disappointed with your performance. Yeah, well, I think I think maybe we played we were a bit cagey with the way we played, and obviously, you know, being a half, my kicking game wasn't probably good enough, and you know, it's probably across the board as a team, and it doesn't really help, and it's not going to help this week coming up up against a quality team like the Roosters. So, um, you know, I thought the pressure and and the whole occasion, you know, we we played a bit cagey, probably not our style, but. You know, this week, you know, obviously, um, I'm well aware that people are writing us off pretty quick, you know, up against a, a pretty good Roosters team, um, and they, they deserve to be favourites, and I think that probably, you know, suits us a little bit, being the underdog, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll go up there and, and um, you know, throw, throw everything at them, and, and um, you know, hopefully perform really well in front of a strong Campbell Cup. Aiden, how much homework will you do on the Sydney Roosters, like watching them on the weekend and seeing just how strong they are? You mentioned they're such a strong side and being the underdog's not always a bad thing, is it? No, it's not. I think, um, you know, in my time being, I think that probably suits us a little bit more than, than obviously being favourites. And, and um, I thought on the weekend, as I said, you know, we'll be cagey and, and probably be going to play our best, but you, you've seen the hunger there to um, to win and, and that's probably what, what we've been riding on all year, but um, you know, we just need to go up there and, and perform and, and worry about what's, what's ahead of us now. You know, I guess what's happened, what's happened, and, and, and it's irrelevant now. We've got a grand final ahead of us, and if we put together a, a probably a, a complete 80-minute performance, you know, hopefully that can be good enough against, you know, as I said, a, a very good Roosters team. Aiden, I know you're the away team on the weekend, but you've lived in Sydney. You know what it's like with Roosters fans. Do you expect uh, Canberra to be the home team this weekend? Um, I hope so, mate. You know, it's been a, it's been a, a long while, and. You know, we've got a great supporter base, Danny. You've seen, you know, people standing up, paying for standing up tickets down at GRI. So hopefully they've got in quick enough and, and we can get a, uh, you know, sea of green up there and, and um, you know, create a mad atmosphere for the, for the for, for our side, yeah. Aiden, uh, if you win this weekend, mate, I'll send you a bottle of something nice to say sorry. <laughs> hey, Mark, there you go. I'll put, it on, I'll put it on the record for you. Even if you lose, I'll send you a bottle of something nice anyway, mate. That's all, it's all good, mate. I was just thinking, you know, what have I done to this bloke in the past? <laughs> <laughs> mate, Mitch Moses um, went through it a couple of years ago. Now look at him, hey. he's flying.
Oh, yeah. wow, I love yeah, it. Yeah, all, all good, all good, all good. <laughs> That's nice. Makeup. Yeah. Makeup at the end of the season. Grand final week. Yeah, it is grand no final worries. week, and we cannot wait, Aiden. Good luck on Sunday. Good luck to the Raiders, of course. That game is live on Channel 9, KO Sports, and live Telstra Pass. Have a good one on Sunday, Aiden. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. Yeah, that game at 7.30 out at ANZ Stadium. It's going to be a ripper. All I've right. got no problem with him. He got stuck in here. Uh, what have what? you done to him? Oh, nothing. Nothing. It's okay. I feel like you sorted out your problems. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> but there wasn't a problem to start. He'll probably get Clive Churchill this weekend. Oh, well, hopefully he does. And then he'll be ringing you and say, I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. <laughs> I'm, ha I'm happy for players to say, I told you so. I love watching players succeed. Yeah. No. Well, okay. to be fair, his own coach didn't believe in him this midway through the year and dropped him. So it's been, yeah. It's been a quite a turnaround, so... Mm. Yeah, uh, we love seeing the turnarounds, don't we? The success stories. I love seeing players yeah. turn around and go out and prove me wrong. I would love every player to prove me wrong because it gives us more content to be able to talk about. Oh, it keeps us in a job. And with that, we do have more content. We've got our Dalian predictions coming up and also Sweet and Sour. But before that, we do have news. Um, Graham Annesley addressed the issue surrounding Josh Hodson a little earlier. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. At this stage, as I said, it, it doesn't fall under my area of responsibility, but there's a process underway to determine whether our rules have been breached or not. And, uh, and that, when that information is received, a decision will be made. Doctors are people of integrity who have uh, uh, very ethical decisions that they need to make. Uh, so, you know, I would like to suggest to you that all doctors are independent. Yes, they might be employed by a club, but they make independent medical decisions based on the information that's available to them. And I think it would be very unfair for anyone to suggest that doctors would make decisions based on uh, a, a football team winning or losing a game. Gents, does that bring in the issue of them needing independent doctors or you agree that you don't argue, I mean, a medical doctor generally? Well, they do. They, they have the independent, you know, the NRL surveillance on the sideline looking at everything there. At the end of the day, they're going to look to see if someone has overlooked something. No, no one's deliberately tried to rule the rules here. I know South Sydney were filthy after the game, but they're going to determine if someone missed this because you saw him stumbling after he got up. So they're going to have a, a, a good look at that uh, and see if South Sydney, oh, sorry, if the uh, Raiders did breach any rules. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you, yeah, there's people who get paid more than us to be able to make a comment on this. If the, if the doctor goes out there and is happy that Hodgson has passed the appropriate uh, protocol to be able to stay out there, then there's no issue with me. It's the ones that, you know, they, they stumble around for a couple of minutes. We saw Henry Perinara stop a game this year, so you've got to leave it in the hands of the doctors. That's why they're out there. Okay. With that being said, let's go to your sweet or sour, Jamie. What yeah, sweet or sour. Well, there's people in the game, all across the game, that always don't get the recognition. And something caught my eye on Friday night down there at GIO Stadium. It's the Raiders mascot. He was pumped. They haven't been in the grand final for, for over 20 years. And he took the head off. I don't know if that's mascot protocol, but uh, he's <laughs> taking the head off. He was crying. He was pumping them up. And that just brings back, you know, Going to Canberra games, being a, a young fella and seeing the Viking go around, I think it's great that we have so many people that give up their time uh, to be able to put, uh, put their work into the team and uh, good luck to him. Yeah, it's nice to see a bit of positive news around that too. Yeah, it's it? cool. I think that yeah. stuff's cool. Mm. A few traumatised kids in Canberra at the moment. <laughs> the, heroes well, the, the Vikings <laughs> not real. <laughs> the Vikings not real. Oh, <laughs> I can't be that guy's head. <laughs> 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 so 
true. All right, we'll move on to the Prime Minister's 13 today. It was announced. Let's take a look at the men's side and how it lines up. What are your first thoughts on how it lines up? Gents, are you happy with it? Um, I was probably a bit surprised to see some of the more experienced guys, to be honest. Um, Frizzell and Trebojevic have played a lot of yep. footy this year. Uh, Wade Graham coming back from injury, so you can probably understand that if he's going to be in the test side at the end of the year. But uh, Chamis, I'm a bit surprised that they'd be getting more miles in the legs after a big season. They all played Origin. Yeah, it's a, it's a reflection of how far now Malinga's now Malinga has changed the perception from these players going into the international arena. I know it's not a test match, but a lot of guys when the season normally ends, they just take their holidays and they won't make themselves available. And that's a pretty good team to be taking over to Fiji. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one from interest to me is Payne Hast. I think he may work his way into that actual 17 for the test against New Zealand. Uh, he gets a real chance to show his, what he can do. Fantastic opportunity over there in Fiji, that's for sure. All right, Dalian predictions. Now, at the start of the season, we did have a list of who was leading. Let's take a look at that. There was no surprise that, uh, I guess, James Tedesco's in the mix, but after it went behind closed doors, he's really shot through. Mitchell Pearce was leading and Cameron Munster. Um, do you think there's any other contender other than James Tedesco after what we've seen this back half of the season? Uh, it'll go Tedesco, Moses, one, two. And okay. don't, don't write off Cameron Smith either. I think yeah. Cameron Smith's in with a shot. I think the top few names fell away. Obviously, Mitchell Pearce didn't have a good season towards the back end. But for me, it's, yeah, it's this man here. He's been... Post-Origin, he's probably played the best footy of his career. And it's hard, you know, hard to imagine we could say that, given the football he played last year. So, Well, I, I put that down to two... You know, to Freddie for instilling that in the New South Wales players. But Trent Robinson, he's been able to manage these guys to be able to get the best out of them time after time. He's given them time off at training. He's, he's massaged them right to a grand final to be able to get the best out of the players for two years. Not just this year. You've got to think what they went through last year. Teddy, the Origin Series win. Well, if it's you remember, Jamie... Effort. Tedesco last year started the year very slow and we're all talking about, oh, he doesn't work at the Rooster system, yeah. doesn't suit his game, went to Origin, came back after Origin, he was probably the best player in the comp the second half of the year. He's doing the same thing again. It's, yeah, it's a, most players fall away after Origin. Tedesco goes to another level. Yeah. What about the women's? Who have you got for the women's Dahlia medalist of the year? Um, I'm Ali Brugginshaw. I think she's just outstanding in this competition. The way that she sees the game is unbelievable. She's... She game manages, but she all her vision. Uh, that, I think that they go into heavy favourites on the weekend to go back to back the Brisbane Broncos, and I love watching Ali Brigger short play. Okay, what about for you, Michael? Yeah, the fact they lost on the weekend doesn't help her cause. Obviously, if they'd won three straight, it would have been a lot easier for her. I, I think she was the best player on the field against uh, the Roosters a couple of weeks back. She may have competition at the Dragons. Jess Surgis will touch on a bit later. She's been in good touch. Uh, but I, I'll be very surprised if Brigginshaw doesn't bring it up. Okay, so both of you go for Ali Brigginshaw. What about Rookie of the Year? Payne Haas. Yeah, I think... Payne Haas or Britton Nakora. Yeah, from, from uh, Cronulla. I think both those guys have shown this year. It's hard as a rookie. The second-year syndrome will kick in now because blokes will do video, but... Mm. Uh, Payne Haas, if he was fully fit, he would have been in that origin team. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, if you're talking about, obviously, the rookie of the year, he'll win that. But in terms of guys who debuted this year, Britton Nakora for me, has been the best player who actually made his debut. The rules, though, stipulate that Payne Haas is eligible. What about for guys that debuted in the NRL? John Bateman. I told you. Does he count? Does he count as rookie? <laughs> he should. He should, because it's your first in an NRL game, and uh, he's been outstanding. Honourable mention to Mike Siva as well. He probably ran out the top three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good call. And last but not least, coach of the year. Who's your NRL coach of the year? A lot of people saying Des, which is fair enough. And, and you can't go really pro probably go past Ricky now, the fact that they've made the grand final. And from where they were and what they have done over the last six months, 
I'm going to go Ricky Stewart. Just it, back on, on, the, on the back of a grand final. Bro. Oh, yeah, I, I hate the coach's award, to be honest. Um, I think Des Hazler will get it for the biggest turnaround. We don't reward consistency enough. We don't reward how much it takes to get the best out of your players week after week, time after time. And if that's the case, then Craig Bellamy and Trent Robinson would pretty much share it every year. So um, Des Hasler will get it because it's the biggest turnaround, but the guys that keep their teams at the top don't get enough recognition in our game. So who would you pick then, out of Craig Bellamy or Trent? Um, I think what Craig Bellamy's done this year to be able to okay. get them back to minor premiership wins, oh, they weren't expected 100%. to do that. When you compare the uh, rosters... Nipping at the, at the heels would yep. be Trent Robinson. Okay. Great. Um, we're going to have a live show there, by the way, Wednesday. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled on NRL.com, Facebook and, of course, Twitter. We will be there all over it. What? Live show on Wednesday. You'll, you'll, yeah. have, a you'll have a live you'll show. Have a live we, show. Won't be we won't be there. Yes, correct. Oh. Thanks for the invite, we, Katie. We, we've changed <laughs> over. Sam Squire, Zach Bailey and myself will be there. But you guys will be there in spirit. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be there. Mm, I'll be there. I'm just yes, making you sure will. you don't disgrace yourself. I beg your pardon. Oh. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're giving me a hard time today. It's time for Hit or Miss. It's all happening. All right, question one. Cameron Smith will play on in 2020. Before I get your hit or miss, let's take a listen to what he said post-match in their defeat. My thoughts all year have been to, to play on next year, so um, that's probably where I'm at at the moment. But I don't know, things might change over the next little period where I've got some time off to think about some things and um, yeah, weigh up what's, what's happening next year. And I've, I haven't even spoken to Craig um, or anyone at the club on what their thoughts on, on me next year. So, um, I've got to ask him first whether he wants me to play again. And if he if he if he does, and if he does, I'll I have a think about it. I, ca I can't give an answer right now because I'm particularly disappointed with with the loss and um, yeah, finishing the way we have. Is he playing on in 2020? I think that. Uh how, how strong they were throughout the year and how they finished the season with the minor premiership so clearly that they're one piece away from getting back to this stage next year and who's not to say that they can't change a few things, tweak with their attack and go to another grand final? Yeah, it's a hit for me. Uh, he'll play on. He's told them that he's most likely that he will play on. The only thing is that if he doesn't play on, they're in... A, they're in they got a lot of players need the shed to get salary cap compliant for next year. So that does help their problem. But they planned everything around Cameron Smith yeah. playing. So he'll play. Okay, question two. Uh, Ricky is right when he says Josh Papali is the best player in the game. Hit or miss, Michael? Miss, top five, but yeah. I, I think Tedesco, Cameron Smith, one and two. Whatever order you can work out yourself. To me, Josh Papali is in the top five players in the game um, this year. And an incredible turnaround because two years ago, I thought we'd seen probably the best of Josh Papali. The, the better days were behind him, so... Jamie? Just turned it around. Yeah, I agree. Top five, definitely the best forward. Um, I would say that you know, I have to agree with Michael that Tedesco and Smith, those guys, but Josh Papali, that, that matchup with Jared Rhea Hargreaves on the weekend, it's, I mean, there's matchups all over the field, but in terms of marquee, both those guys, if Canberra have some of the matchups in their favour, that's one, I would say that Papali's, you know, better than Jared Rhea Hargreaves, and that will um, help Jared Rhea Hargreaves rattle the cage on the weekend. Okay, cool stuff. All right, question three to the NRLW. Jess Sergis is the star centre of rugby league. Hit or miss? Uh, I'd say hit. Yeah, the way she's played this year, she's probably the new Isabel Kelly, to be honest with you, taking over as the best centre in the game. I think she was on the wing, <laughs> on the wing for New South Wales. So I say yes. Yeah, I think it's 
it's it's hard, you know, because it's a three-game season, so it's hard to get um, a real uh, the consistency for a long long period of time. So um, I'm sure Isabel Kelly would have a few words to say about that. But <laughs> uh, issue the new Isabel Kelly, probably you would say that she's certainly got a lot of the highlights and uh, headlines this year. She was outstanding again on the weekend for the Dragons. Uh, but they'll need to cap it off with a premiership uh, if she's the new star, I would say. Okay. And last but not least, the NRL should have the weekend off and play an All-Stars game. This was Jamie Soward inspired, so take it away. Hit or miss. Hit. Now, hear me out. <laughs> uh, the Super Bowl, all right, they have a weekend off and they play the Pro Bowl uh, each year. And it just gives two weeks. Now, you're not only thinking about previews and, and all that kind of stuff, but you let the players enjoy the week. It's such a, a crammed week in terms of breakfast, media appearances, training. You don't really get a chance to enjoy it. So I would love this week to be all about the fans, media, all that kind of stuff, and then have next week to be able to rest, uh, rest up, get your training right, and uh, make sure that we've got the best product come grand final day. Miss for me. I, I like the idea of two weeks before a grand final build up and all that, but just the way the game is, the culture of the fans, I just don't can't see interest in a game when all the teams are thinking, so, our teams are gone, I couldn't care less about rugby league until well, January. What, the Take other part of that is I would have the All-Star game being the Indigenous All-Stars versus an All-Star game that the fans vote in. Fastest man in league, goal-kicking competition, skills competition, strongest man in league, all at Bankwest, get 15,000, 20,000 the weekend before and then ANZ Stadium for the big one. Two games in Sydney. Oh, look, I'll pass Andrew. We'll have it, at, have it at Suncorp. Yeah. I'll have pass on Andrew Abdo's number and I'm sure he'll be happy to listen to your Hopefully suggestions. Hopefully he'll be watching this. I've been saying it for years. I've got to get one of them through. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Don't get started on the 40-20 rule. Uh, okay. That's a seven-tackle no, rule. That's for another week. That is for another <laughs> week. We do not have time for that. All right. There are a few changes to our NRL TV schedule this week because it is grand final week. Uh, Zach Bailey and the team are back tomorrow at 3.55. That is your regular. And Wednesday's our way at 4 o'clock. But our Dally M special red car. Carpet Show, 6.30pm, which will be Sam Squire, Zach Bailey and myself. And on Thursday is where the grand final press conference will be held for the men's side. And Friday, Jamie, are you even sleeping? Paul Pierce is in Australia. Yeah, nothing else matters this week. Uh, Paul Pierce will be uh, there at Martin Place, myself. And you, Katie, there at 9.30 on Friday morning. And then, of course, we do our Inside the NRL live show. Uh, live show. Yes. That's going to be show. interesting. You're going to be seeing how we... Uh, how we, we do it live every week. Yeah, so but I'm saying, place. like, the people in there. front of people. We'll have thousands lining well, up actually, to get we'll, in. Someone might laugh at our jokes. Yeah, I think it'll be great. <laughs> we'll have an audience. You beauty. So make sure you stay tuned to NRL.com all through the week. Thank you, gents. We'll be back on Friday. That's it from us. Have a good one.